Good afternoon, Patriots. And today is Wednesday, February 15th in the year 2023. One thing they keep, they've said most of my life is never poke the bear. And this administration and this Pentagon in its desperation to try to create a war to cover their crimes against humanity is continuing to poke the bear. And I will guarantee you the bear is going to bite. We're going to talk a bit about that in just a moment. Patriots, my pillow is back. We've been talking about with a whole new pillow 2.0, a fine instrument in this war against stress and the invading Chinese balloons. Now, I've tried this thing, and I even tried to use it as an anti-aircraft weapon, and it did not work, but it did work brilliantly as a sleep tool. And Mike Lindell's got a couple things to say about it. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back, the MyPillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, MyPillow 2.0. When I invented MyPillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. I think we could take down the world with that ad right there. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards promo code Bards. It is not an anti-aircraft or anti-balloon weapon, but it is a sleep weapon, and it works brilliantly. So, yes, you can't shoot it down a balloon. You might be able to throw it at a balloon. Probably be more effective than the Air Force. In speaking about that, here's some interesting Well, shall we call it rumors? And I'm sure it's just a rumor. Do you know that it is interesting to note that apparently there were two missiles fired at one of the objects up near Lake Huron? Hmm. But no one's talking about the second missile. And do you happen to know that there's a parallel between that missing missile, apparently, and the exploding tankers? Uh Uh-huh. One is wondering why those tankers exploded. It's something to investigate. It's just one of those strange rumors, but one has to ask, did they fire a missile at those tankers and use the balloon as the cover? I'm telling you, it's one of those things. That is a natural disaster, but there's other parts of that natural disaster that are worth looking at. It's no coincidence, by the way, that that country up there is Amish country. Now, you remember Amish? Y'all remember Amish? Amish was the Amish farmer who the, the, that our good old federal marshals raided and confiscated his cattle because he was selling raw milk and he was doing it without FDA approval because or without the FDA blessing because he was selling it direct to consumers and not polluting it with the chemicals and the GMOs that the FDA demands that everybody gets and they remain dumb and stupid? That one, yeah. Well, I'll bet you didn't know that in December, I think it was December 20th of this year, 2022, Amish won his court case, and free clean food won a victory. Now, isn't it just interesting, probably just purely a coincidence, that East Palestine sits on the edge of Amish country, 
and that the winds are blowing this across 70,000-plus residents, Amish residents, that all grow their food naturally without pesticides. Huh. Almost like that's a strange coincidence. Almost like if I had a plan to poison food of the people that were growing the healthiest food in America, I might want to blow up a chlorine a vinyl chloride train and pollute the atmosphere and pollute the water and force them off the land. Yeah. Criminality is the name of the game with this administration. Criminality is the name of the game with this government. And I'm, I'm very serious at this point in time. It, it, we are getting to a point where every single person in this government has to be held to account for not doing anything or living in their stupid bubble to think that they're doing the right thing for America. This government has turned against it. It's using its resources against us. It is a tyranny. And like all tyrannies by our Declaration of Independence, it is our duty to remove it. Start local, folks. This is where this whole fight is, is local. Speaking of local and fights, tonight we are going to be talking about food preservation, food in, and food decentralization, gardening and that sort of thing. Good topic tonight. So join in when you can. It's going to be, uh, we're going to dig into the necessity and the urgency to make sure you're growing a garden. It's very important. Project Veritas, as you know, James O'Keefe was released from his position. He was given a leave of absence, which you probably don't know is the person that was part of the board that initiated the coup. Not only does that person whose name is one that we shall always remember since he is part of the Trump hater, his Matthew Tiermond, Matthew Tiermond, who initiated the coup, is a Trump hater. He is friends with all of those on Capitol Hill, like Lindsey Graham, like Romney, like so many others. Oh, and he's also good friends with Ron DeSantis. So you have to wonder, did Project Veritas come up with something on Ron DeSantis? And is this now in a, a maneuver to try to keep that from out of the view of people? Hmm. Questions you have to ask because nothing is as it seems. We are in a war of perception, and those that believe the illusion will in the end lose to God. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father God, we are here today before you humbly and blessed to be here, connected globally, connected in such an amazing way, using these platforms of technologies to really do good and to try to expand the love of Jesus. And so today we're going to speak Jesus, as we're going to be speaking Jesus each and every day. God, this is such an amazing time and such an, an awakening time, and it's such a pressing time to bring people to the foot of the cross. Father God, we are praying for this continued revival in the understanding, not of just the intensity and the importance of coming to Jesus, but as they come to embrace the love and power and glory of all that is brought with that. We recognize that some, there's revivals going on around the country that you're calling your children, that people are beginning to stand, to sing, to pray together, and to truly experience the powerful moment as we raise our love into the body of Christ and detach ourselves from this Luciferian pit that we've been lured into and so many have been walking in for so long. Father God, we are dealing with an amazing level of deceit in our world. 
We are dealing with people who openly lie, cheat, steal, deceive, and do it not just because they can, but because they enjoy it. These are people that enjoy seeing others like us down here, your children, who they see as their cattle, suffer in misery, waller in pain. They enjoy the idea of being part of the masters of the universe where they can choose who lives and who dies. These are people who have instrumentally, directly or by by completion, by association, have, have allowed the injection, this bioweapon, to continue to be pushed upon society and even upon the children, the little ones. Father God, we pray today for the heavy hand of justice to begin to move across this land. We know that that will create difficulties in all of our lives. We know that each one of us will be challenged, but we also know, Father, that with our love in you, we are going to be able to withstand anything that comes before us. Father, as we approach this, these moments where we know that justice is going to have to come to restore this world, we're also very equally under, appreciative of the fact that we cannot do this without you. We cannot do this in any way without you and us and with us humbled before you. This is bigger than us. And as much as we may have thought at one point we could tackle this with memes and simply information, what we realize now is that we were, have, are a critical part of this fight but the only way to victory in this fight is through you and our love in Christ. Father God, this is a time when so many continue to wander aimlessly. They are easily distracted, as we were reminded with 121 million watchers of the Super Bowl, the greatest satanic event on the globe, at one singular moment where everybody lost their reason and their love and focus in you and instead put their focus in their idolatries of team players, jerseys, and halftime shows that did little more than worship the father of lies. Forgive them, for they know not what they have done. At the same time, Father, we pray for the awakening of their hearts to realize this violation, this sin, that they may now come before you humbly and request and pray and seek repentance through Christ for deviating away on the foolishness of this world instead of walking the narrow path towards the glories of heaven. Father God, these are difficult times indeed, and we know that as the hand of justice comes, it will shake things up even more. Sadly, this government of ours has become a despotic government. Its tyranny now is trying to shake and destroy the world. It is our government that has been complicit with other governments of the West to wage a war against humanity to tie its resources together with the worst of e and evils of corporations, to literally seek to destroy, maim, kill hundreds, if not millions of people because simply they deemed it necessary for their benefit and their glory. May the hand of justice crush them. May the hand of justice gut them. May the hand of justice cut their power away in such a way that they never again will have power and they will wander aimlessly and in fear for the rest of their life, unless they seek Christ. Only through Christ can they seek repentance. Father, this is a time when we must balance this aggressive sense that we have of vengeance, and we pray for the temperance of vengeance, and we pray instead for the glory of justice in our heart as we turn over to you and seek to heal the wounds that sit before us, to truly build bridges between us, not to build hatred, 
This is a war that's been waged with between us in our minds to separate us through the most idiotic ideas that somehow race and somehow there is multiple genders and somehow that the state of status and where we live or the words that we say are words to hate one another. What sickness that is in our minds. Father God, we pray for the cleansing of that. We pray for the cleansing of all of this and, and raising again of the sword of justice into this land that you can lead. And as you lead that, we will listen and be guided. But Father, guide us each day, guide us each moment so that we can have the opportunity put before us to truly bring the healing and love of Jesus into this world. That this nation needs more than ever the many praying, the many on their knees, praying for mercy on this nation, for a nation that has drifted so far away from you, a nation that has turned its back on you in so many ways and willfully does so even now. Even after all the trials we've been through with COVID and all the trials we've been through with this nonsense of this administration and the, the horrors that we've learned about what this government is really about, whether it's child sex trafficking or the wars that we've initiated to kill the innocent, we still have the fools that seek to trust this government and trust the entertainment that's provided by the corporate world. Father, again, we pray for mercy for this nation. We pray for those that are together to humbly put ourselves before you, to pray and to sing into the love of Christ, into the body of Jesus. We pray for healing. We pray for love. We pray for the unity that is necessary within the body of Christ to stand up to this evil, to heal this land, and to truly bring a powerful revival in the love of you and restoring you upon the throne of this nation once again. Father, our founding fathers understood the importance of having you upon us all, over us all, a true king, not this foolishness of a male or flesh king, of, of a mortal king, but rather a true king, that we would be humbled before you and therefore government would be subordinate to our wills. Father, that's what we pray and seek for in this true guidance of moral law and the restoration of this country as a country driven by God's law, your law, and the true accountability of kingdom. Guide us and protect us in these times, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, I would definitely encourage everyone to continue to pray heavily into this. We are in a very critical time and things are building. I want to put some things in perspective. It's very important to keep in mind. We as a country, not as, as, a, as I will rephrase this, our government, who has, is of the ruling power of this country, along with its military wing housed in the Pentagon, housed in the Pentagon, has initiated a proxy war against Russia. Russia, though they have their problems, and I will not glorify them here any more than I will glorify any government, but I will point out that they broke from the global cabal, banking cabal. We not only have waged a proxy war through Ukraine against Russia, we have armed Ukraine. We have allowed Ukraine to use chemical weapons, like things that are similar to nerve agent on Russian troops, and we've said nothing. We were directly involved in the destruction of Nord Stream 2 pipeline, Russia's main flow of energy to Europe. And we sit back idly and we try to believe that somehow we are not going to have reprisals for this. This, these were acts of war on Mother Russia, poking the bear. And I can guarantee you, Russia will not take this idly. They never have. How they fight will not be conventional. How they strike will not be linear. It will be asymmetrical. 
but they will strike, and they will strike back hard. And when they do, the world will shudder, and the world will remember you don't poke the bear. I'm not waving their flag, but I am not waving ours either, because we have blood on our flag by our own choice as a nation. This is to our soldiers. Listen, and listen carefully. You took an oath. You took an oath to uphold laws of the land to protect the people and enemies foreign and domestic. Never in this fight did Russia cross the line legally. You seem to have forgotten that Ukraine was still part, legally part of the corporate structure of the Soviet Union. They are a proxy state of Russia, not a proxy state of ours. Ukraine was also waging a war over there against Russian citizens in Donbass. For every soldier in the American military that has been complicit in this fight and participant in this fight against Russia, you have been participated in war crimes. It is time for you to stand down. It is time for you to reject illegal orders, just like you should have rejected the injection. Those were illegal orders given upon you. You took an oath. Read it. Understand your, your rules and understand what you're held to. Understand that since Cali and Vietnam, if you do not stand up against an illegal order, you will not be protected by the UCMJ. Nothing will protect you. Your commanders won't protect you. You will not be protected. You, in violation of law, you will be held to the letter of the law. Soldiers, military, airmen, Navy sailors, wake up. Your government has turned on you, and it has turned on its people, and we need you. We don't need you fighting for them. Patriots, these are critical times. Keep the communications going with soldiers, with people in uniform. Pray for them. Keep a focus on the truth before you. Don't just throw things out. Make sure we bring receipts when we do. If you have perception perspectives to offer, make sure you qualify it as a perspective of something to think about. There's a lot of anxiety right now when we bring when we talk about things as we often do. People will, that are just waking up will be revolted by the fact that it's going to challenge their way of thinking. So we have to be patient with them too. This is an aggressive time for information warfare, not a not a shallow or 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 cautious time. Be forward leaning and above all lead everything you do with the word of Jesus and the word and our loving Christ. I have been reading, as you know, some old sermons in Fishers at night. If you haven't listened to those, I would encourage you to. They are different. I will tell you that. And it's not your normal show. This is a, these are sermons from the old world, the sermons of pre-revolutionary America. The reason I'm reading them these days, and I'm going to be doing more of them over the weeks to come, and we have part two of one tonight, is that I want people to hear the difference in the pulpit of old and what made this nation. You may not agree with the intensity of the sermon. I've already had some people today email me and say that they don't agree with this idea that it's a kind of a fearfulness of God, that God doesn't really, that we must fear God totally, that there isn't a true intimate love with God. Perhaps that's true. And maybe that, is a, maybe that was a misconception of their sermons then, but this is what I know. The pulpit of today has become soft and squishy. It doesn't have the authority it used to have. Reading the old sermons and hearing them to hear the fire and brimstone and the absolute line that they drew that you either accept Christ or you go to hell is something we all need to be reminded of. This is not a game. And if you look at the way this war is being waged, there is a reason it's being waged against Christians more than anybody. They fear us. 
But the problem is we are too willing to comply and to bargain and to compromise with them. This is not a time to compromise. This is a time to dig into our faith. This is a time to dig into our love of Jesus. This is a time to demand people take Christ into their heart. And it's not about end of times. This is a spiritual war we're in right now of an unprecedented level. Where the end is, I have no idea. But I do know this, armoring up with Christ, unifying under the love of Jesus. And once people step across that line and truly understand the glory and love that Christ brings into our life, whatever that motivation is that it takes, they begin to realize how important and how gloriful and how wonderful the world can be. But again, Christ did not flip tables just for the fun of it. We are given an authority on this land to have dominion over evil. This is who we are, and we have to live into this. And some of that sometimes requires that each one of us has to step into the role of a sergeant major. That means that means bringing some heavy-handed justice and some heavy-handed reminders of the consequences if you don't if you don't listen. This is the type of times where we have to start shaking the norms and the comfort. So back to those sermons. I know they're intense. I know that they present a different view of how God is perceived at that time. But our nation succeeded in a war, whether maybe not by treaty, but in a war we defeated England against all odds. And at the core of that was a pulpit that was on fire, a pulpit that understood, absolutely understood that there was a line that we could not cross. It understood the power of war. It understood the mightiness of God in our hearts. It understood the destructiveness of tyranny, and it said that there would be a line they would not cross. That's the pulpit we need to revive. Maybe it's modernized. Maybe God's word is a little more loving than it is damning. But nonetheless, take time to listen to these shows when I do them. And I'm saying this only for the sense of getting people to realize how intense a world our pulpit was that started this nation because this is where we live now is everything is so soft and compliant. We can't afford that. Every th- I, I went through a piece by Matt Walsh earlier today. It was a piece talking about transgenders. And it's a piece that literally when you read the comments on it, it's stunning. It is, it's a stunning piece where people are, he's, he's literally putting into real terms what it is that you're a transgender. Effectively, no matter what you do to yourself as a, as a male trying to be a woman, you can try to make yourself look good. You can try to get your plastic surgery. You can try to put on 20 pounds of makeup. It doesn't matter. You're still a damn man. You can whip off your weenie. You can do whatever you want. You're still a man. And no matter how hard you try, you're never going to have the attraction and the beauty of a woman. Period. End of story. And that was Bat Walsh's point. But what's amazing is how many people see that as an insulting view. The comments are amazing. Defending this person's right to to modify themselves. Look, you want to walk the Luciferian walk? Go right ahead. But don't think that it's going to get you closer to heaven. And don't think it's going to make you closer to being a woman. You're just going to be a bigger freak. We have to start getting to some hard truths in this nation. And hard truths aren't easy to digest at all. And truth, as hard as it is on the heart, truth, as often as it is difficult to hear, is a loving place when we're coming through it with the reality of our loving God. Look, I'm, you want to make a choice in your life, you go right ahead. If you're asking me to be part of that choice, and I think it's against the scriptural walk that I make, there's no way. If you're going to try to force it down my throat, I'm going to call it out for what it is. 
And this is what has happened is we've allowed a minority of people that are many of which are pedophiles who seek the idea of having sexual relationships with children who have trying to mainstream their ideas through the various convolutions and corruptions of the mind that they can so that everything becomes so pluralized and so confused that all we say is, okay, whatever, it's all right. No, it's not okay. There is a right and then there is a wrong. There's very little gray when we get down to things like this. So be bold, speak up, lean into this. It is time that this nation gets its feet under it and its feet on the rock of faith because I truly believe that what's coming in the next months, and I don't have any sense of time, but it's going to rock us. And there's, quite frankly, when you start poking the bear, you can expect to get something back. I don't know what it'll look like, but I know this. Putin is making overtures after overture to remind people that he is not at war with the American people. That tells me he's getting to ready to go to war with the American state, the corporate state. So buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. And we have to stay focused, stay vigilant, and stay active in our communities and continuing to raise the love of Jesus, walking with the Bible in one hand and the sword in the other. The times are changing. There is no going back. We go forward. And hopefully, as I believe we will, we will win together with our love in God and our love in Jesus. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Barnes FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward. 
and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 